Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. No matter who it is that has a word from the Lord for you, if it doesn't confirm what you already have in your own spirit, don't accept it. We're all human and can make a mistake. A man isn't perfect just because he's a preacher. He could be wrong. That wouldn't mean he wasn't used of God. If you got in your car and weren't watching what you were doing, you might run up over a curb. Now that wouldn't mean that you couldn't drive just because you became a little negligent. A lot of times in spiritual things, we aren't as keen as we should be. That's why the Bible tells us that these things have to be judged. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, How You Can Know the Will of God by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. In many parts of the country, due to the ignorance of the scriptures, and because people sometimes get carried away, there are those who are endeavoring to guide people's lives through spiritual gifts and prophecy. Then there are others who claim to be a prophet or claim to minister along this line who are leading people astray. Now it's interesting to note that in Acts 21, Luke said, And as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. And when he was come unto us, he took Paul's girdle, bound his own hands and feet, and said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this girdle, and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Now I want you to notice something. Agabus did not give Paul any guidance. He didn't tell him not to go, nor did he tell him to go. He simply told him what the Holy Ghost said was going to come to pass. I've seen those who have listened to what someone else said by so-called ministry or prophecy and have seen some enter into marriage and their lives have been ruined. Ministers have changed churches or entered into other ministries at the direction of some misguided prophet and were never able to recover their loss. Businessmen have been terribly hurt by listening to someone who claimed to have a revelation from God. They invested their money and went bankrupt. I can't find any place in the New Testament that through a prophet's ministry anyone was told how to invest their money. Now we thank God for the supernatural and for the inspirational gifts of the Spirit. But we must remember that the simple gift of prophecy, I'm not talking here now about the ministry of the prophet, the simple gift of prophecy is speaking unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. 1 Corinthians 14.3 I remember a lady said to me who had been attending prayer meetings in a home, she said something's wrong with our prayer meetings. I don't even know about it and can't understand it because it's all new to it. Now we call it a prayer meeting, but we don't do any prayer. This was a charismatic group. A lot of them do spend two or three hours prophesying over one another. If any good comes of it, I don't know. Now she said, I've been, I know I'm born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, spoke with other tongues, and it's been a great blessing in my life. But to me, this sort of meeting is just a waste of time. All the prophecies I get are bad. One of them said my mother was going to die. Well, she said she hasn't died yet. Another said my husband was going to leave me, and he hadn't left yet. But you see, friends, this is not a true manifestation of the gift of prophecy, for it's not speaking unto men to edification, exhortation, or comfort. They didn't edify her or build her up. Rather, it tore her down. It didn't comfort her a bit. It only worried her. It's certainly true that under certain conditions, God may forewarn people in a number of ways about the death of a loved one to prepare their hearts, but he does it in a way that comforts them, not destroys them. No matter who it is that has a word from the Lord for you, if it doesn't confirm what you already have in your own spirit, don't accept it. We're all human 
and can make a mistake. A man isn't perfect just because he's a preacher. He could be wrong. That wouldn't mean he wasn't used of God. If you got in your car and weren't watching what you were doing, you might run up over a curb. Now, that wouldn't mean that you couldn't drive just because you became a little negligent. A lot of times in spiritual things, we aren't as keen as we should be. That's why the Bible tells us that these things have to be judged. Now, let me say this, that when a child of God seeks to know his will, God's will for his life, God will make his perfect will completely clear to him by some of these means, whether it be through a still, small voice speaking to the heart of man or through a supernatural manifestation of some kind, God will guide those hearts who are open to him in the pathway of peace. Someone once said to me, an individual laid hands on me and said God had called me to the ministry, but he said, if he did, I don't know it. I said, if I were you, I'd forget it. If it doesn't confirm something you already have, then forget it. You know, Acts 13, 2 says, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. God had already done it. He'd already called them. Saul and Barnabas already had the calling. They were already in the ministry, but God was separating them to another ministry to be apostles to the Gentiles. The way that God puts a man in an office is by giving him a gift for the task. It may be confirmed by prophecy sometimes, but the man is not called that way. All the prophesying in the world is not going to give a man the gift for that task. I've seen people upon whom someone laid hands and prophesied that they were going to be an evangelist, yet they couldn't even give an adequate testimony, much less preach. If God has called you to do something, he will give you the necessary qualifications. There is a very fine line between the real and the false, between, between reality and fanaticism. It's easy to step across that fine line, and then a lot of damage can be done. Because of the misuse and excess along some lines, some people have become scared and have left these things alone altogether. They become dead and dry and reject the miraculous and the supernatural. Then there are others on the other extreme who are ready to accept anything. They go off and follow what they call the Spirit and leave the Word. Then they get into the ditch on the other side of the road. God doesn't want us to get into the ditch on either side of the road. He wants us to go right down the middle of the road. In Acts 11th chapter, the 27th and 28th verse we read, And in these days came prophets from Jerusalem unto Antioch. There was more than one of them. I want you to notice that. Prophets, it says. And there stood up one of them named Agabus, and signified by the Spirit that there should be a great drought throughout all the world, which would come to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. This was more or less foretelling our prediction. But this was a prophet, not prophesying. It doesn't say he prophesied. It said he signified by the Spirit. The prophet would had a revelation of it and spoke it out. We read in Acts 16, 6 of the ministry of Paul and Silas. Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the regions of Galatia, and were forbidden, I want you to notice that again, forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Again, I want you to notice that a different expression is used when the Holy Ghost spoke directed to the individual. To Peter it said, the Holy Ghost, or the Spirit said to him. To Philip it said, the Spirit said unto him, unto Philip. But here it says, the Spirit forbade them. Because both Paul and Silas were used in this matter, that is, they were prophets, it causes me to believe that while they were praying, one of them perhaps prophesied or spoke by prophecy. 
It says they were forbidden of the Holy Ghost. It didn't say the Spirit told them not to go. They were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach in Asia. Now, didn't God want the Word to be preached in Asia? Yes, at the right time, for he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Some preachers say it doesn't matter where you go to preach. God said, go into all the world, so I just go. But doesn't the Holy Ghost have anything to do with this? If we were all missionaries, there wouldn't be anyone to pastor the home church. If everyone wanted to go to India, who would go to Africa? We don't want to get away from the call of God. He may not want certain individuals to preach in certain countries. We must be open to do God's will. Now the next verse says, After they were come to Mysia, they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. Now again it says the Spirit suffered them not. I don't know whether the, one of them prophesied or what. It seemed to, that it could be so. But then in the ninth verse it says, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. This is what's called a night vision. We don't know whether it was a vision or a dream. It goes on to say, There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him. Paul saw this man of Macedonia and evidently recognized where he was from by his attire. When it says he prayed him, the Greek word means more literally he begged or he besought him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. After he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel unto them. Acts the 16th chapter, the 6th through the 10th verse. And so you see that this was the Spirit leading them. We have been teaching on how you can know the will of God, or we might call them studies in guidance, or how to be led of the Spirit. I have used three texts. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 reads, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. The 16th verse said, The Spirit itself, or himself, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 27 reads, The Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. We've talked about how that God guides us through the inward man, which is the real you, and through this inward man, through the inward witness. It said here, the Spirit beareth witness with our spirits, an inward witness, an inward voice, how the Holy Spirit speaks to our spirits. We've uh, looked about uh, God guiding in the New Testament uh, through the visitation of angels or visions in a supernatural way. We've talked about, to some extent, prophecy, the gift of prophecy. Let's talk some more about that guidance and the gift of prophecy. In studying the gift of prophecy in connection with guidance, we need to understand that the ministry of the prophet and the gift of prophecy, while closely associated, are not the same. Many times the two are confused. The fact that one prophesies does not make him a prophet. The Word of God plainly teaches that everyone should seek to prophesy. If prophesying makes you a prophet, then it would seem that the Lord was saying that everyone ought to be a prophet. Yet Paul stated to the Corinthians that not all are prophets. You know, in 1 Corinthians 12, 29, he said, Are all apostles? Well, of course, the answer is no. Are all prophets? Well, of course, the answer is no.
Since all could not be apostles, since all could not be prophets, he would not tell us to seek something we could not have. But all can prophesy. The Bible teaches that the simple gift of prophecy is speaking unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. 1 Corinthians 14.3 Prophecy is a supernatural utterance in a known tongue, your own tongue. Speaking with other tongues is a supernatural utterance in an unknown tongue that is unknown to you. It may not be unknown to everybody. Sometimes prophecy can be used in prayer. Sometimes while praying in your own language as well as in other tongues, you become inspired to pray. I have been praying in English and have become so inspired to pray in English with the anointing of God's Spirit moved upon me that I've listened to myself praying for an hour. I knew it was coming out of me, that is, out of my spirit, out of my inward man, but my mind didn't have a thing in the world to do with it. It seemed like my mind was dormant. I hadn't thought to pray about what I was praying about. It was prophecy. It was inspired utterance. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. Two CDs, How You Can Know the Will of God by Kenneth E. Hagan, plus the single CD and mini book, Where Do We Go From Here by Ken Hagan. These three items together are just $19.95. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. If you're interested in coming to Rainbow Bible Training College, we are now taking applications yes. for the spring intake, right. January enrollment. So go to rhema.org and you can fill out an application there. Make plans to join us next week at this same time and station for more of this series by Kenneth E. Hagan. That's next week here on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.